Father, thank you for touching every life. As we seek you, as we look to you, we thank you that you do what only you can do. You touch our hearts. You change our lives. We surrender all to you, Jesus. We surrender our lives to you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, that you first loved us. We receive your love. We receive your grace. Your favor upon our lives. We receive it, Father. We thank you, Lord. We're forgiven. We're free. We're accepted in you. Precious Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Glorious King, Prince of Peace, it's who you are, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Continue to have your way in this place, Father. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Take your seats. We're going to celebrate communion together. So the ushers can come. And uh, we'll distribute the bread and the juice. And as you, most of you know, this represents the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. His body and His blood. So from time to time as a church, we, we celebrate together. It's a time of remembrance. Specifically, we're remembering the sacrifice that Jesus made. 
when he went to the cross when he, he became our sacrifice thank you Holy Ghost thank you Holy Spirit the Bible tells us about the sacrifice that there's two great benefits and we should not forget them the first benefit is that he forgives all of our sin that's because of the blood he died for our sin so that we could be forgiven. So we remember today that forgiveness is ours because of the sacrifice of Jesus. So you can receive forgiveness in your life. Judge your own heart. And if there's anything that has disturbed your fellowship with God, you can confess to Him. You can repent this morning. You can make the necessary adjustment in your heart. And receive God's forgiveness in your life. Don't let anything stop you. Many times people don't want to drink the juice because they're afraid. They feel unworthy. Well, it's the blood that makes you worthy. It's the sacrifice of Jesus. And that's what we're celebrating right now. Sin is not a problem unless you keep it in but if you confess your sin to the Lord then forgiveness is yours His grace is enough and the other benefit the Bible tells us He heals all of our diseases and that's because of again the sacrifice that Jesus made and the word of God says by his, by his stripes we're healed by his stripes we are healed you guys go ahead go ahead and take those thank you Holy Spirit so if there's sickness in your body you can receive healing today and that is represented in the bread 
the body of Jesus was beaten and tortured so that we could be set free in our body. Jesus suffered in his body so that you could be free and healed in your body. So receive that this morning. Receive healing. Receive healing. Receive forgiveness. Amen. Amen. We're going to eat together. So let's go ahead and partake. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us. You so loved the world. You gave your only son as a sacrifice for our sin so that we could be healed in our bodies, saved in our soul. We receive healing in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. It was shed for us for the remission of our sin. We put ourselves in remembrance today that we are forgiven. We've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Every sin washed away. Even the stain of sin washed away. The effects of sin in our life washed away. Because of the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you. The blood of Jesus is stronger and greater than anything. Because of the blood. Because of the sacrifice. Nothing can separate us from your love. We're perfectly restored. We are completely forgiven. We thank you for it, Father. We receive forgiveness. Thank you for your blessing. In the name of Jesus. Let's drink together. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, dear Father. We're so thankful. Thank you, Lord, for your perfect will. All that's in your heart for us today. May it come forth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Good to see everyone. We missed you. 
It's good to be back. We had a blessed trip. We appreciate your prayers. God did some great things during our travels. There were some big miracles that took place. And we will share more with you in the future. But uh, again, we're it's always good to be home. And so this is home for us. When I go to America, I'm a tourist. So I have to come back home. Amen. Amen. God's doing great things around the world. And it's very special for us to go and see what he's doing in different places. During our five weeks, we visited eight churches and ministered in most of those churches. And we got to see what God is doing in many different places. It's exciting to be a part of what God is doing. To be part of His family. To be in His kingdom. It's a wonderful thing. Amen. Amen. Turn this down a little bit, Gideon. A little seems a little loud. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, there's lots stirring in my heart this morning, and I don't want to waste any time. Um, we'll share more testimonies and things with you in the coming days from our trip. But I woke up this morning and uh, had some things in my heart. And so I want to share that with you. And I believe the Lord will speak to you. We're here to hear from God. Amen. Amen. And the Lord said that we know His voice. The voice of the Good Shepherd. And so it's my prayer that you'll hear His voice today. He is speaking. And as we open His word, we can all hear from Him. Amen. Amen. So the, there, there's this phrase that was in my heart this morning. <laughs> and it goes like this. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> and, and it was interesting because then later my wife woke up and she told me her dream. And her dream was kind of a powerful dream that she had. Somebody was raised from the dead in her dream. So the power of God was in her dream. And then the Lord had told me, live the dream. So I believe that goes together. And God has called all of us to live the dream. 
God has a plan. And it includes each of you. God has a dream for the world. So something to consider is Am I living the dream? Am I fulfilling his dream? Am I living out God's dream for my life? Or not? It's kind of like a yes or a no answer. Am I living the dream? Yes or no? Now, if I'm not sure, then the answer is probably no. Because you know if you're living the dream. Now, don't misunderstand me. The dream doesn't mean it's always easy. That's not what I mean by living the dream. Maybe people think of their dream life where there's no problems, no difficulties, no challenges. Everything just works perfectly. That's not going to happen. And so you can't judge whether or not you're living the dream based on those things. Sometimes it's more difficult when you're actually doing the will of God. Because there's opposition. The devil doesn't want you living the dream. So if you're getting close, and you're walking out his will that's when there will be challenge okay, but knowing that you're in the will of God that just means you can press through you can endure anything so living the dream doesn't mean it's always easy but you'll have a peace in your heart. You'll have a confidence in your spirit which is stronger than anything that you'll face. And that's what God wants us to enjoy. The dream life where we're not living in fear we're not living in uncertainty. We're not in confusion. We don't have all the answers. But we know the step that's in front of us. And we're walking out God's will. There's a scripture, Exodus 25, verse 8. Exodus 25 verse 8 gives us a little glimpse into God's dream for the world. 
God said this. Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. This is God's dream. This is what God had in his heart from the beginning. Was to walk with us. Like he did with Adam in the beginning. For us to enjoy his presence. That's why he created you. So that you could have a relationship relationship with him that's real. God has always been interested in this. To come and to live with us, to dwell with us. And that's what God was doing through the nation of Israel. And the whole system was about this. So that God could come and live among them. So this has always been God's dream. And the dream has come true in Christ. Because now he lives in you. You're his temple. The temple of the Holy Ghost. It's a dream come true. The thing that God longed to do, it's, it's been done, it's fulfilled in Christ. Read it again. Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary so I can live among them. What's the next verse? Somebody read that out loud. Let me hear you read it. The next verse. Amen. Let's hear it in English. English from Pordinos. Okay, so God, God had a dream. But for that dream to become a reality, his people had to do it his way. God chose Israel to build a sanctuary. A place where he could dwell. God said, make sure you do it according to the pattern that I show you. So God's dream can only come true if you do things God's way. We have to build His way. We have to live His way. And if we follow His ways, then his dream can be fulfilled in our lives. His presence will come. 
His glory will fill our lives. And when the glory comes, every blessing comes. Every good thing comes to us. That's God's dream for our lives. And if we can just have His presence, that takes care of everything else. Okay, but to enjoy His presence, you have to build His way. It's true in our families. Man, we can either have chaos or we can have the peace of God. You can have God's presence in your home if you build a family God's way. We can have God's presence in our marriages if we get married and stay married God's way. God's given us a pattern for life in His Word. This book is His way. And if you pattern your life after the Word of God, then it's a dream come true. For God and for you. God's dream is to live in you and for you to enjoy His presence in your life. But again, for that to be the reality of my life it means following the pattern that he's given us walking in his way walking in his word I can't just live any old way and expect God's presence to be real in my life a life in the flesh or a life of the flesh that's death but if I live in the spirit walk in the spirit remain sensitive to the spirit it's a dream come true I'll be conscious of his presence and I'll be ready for his service so I encourage you to ask yourself that question Am I living the dream? And maybe the more important question. Am I walking God's way? Am I obeying His word? Am I living a spirit-filled life? Because all of those things make this possible. Am I living the dream? Have I 
consider what God's dream is for my life. अनि के मैले यो पत्तो लगाएको छु कि परमेश्वरको सपना मेरो जीवनमा के छ? Because it's possible to have a dream for my life that's not God's dream. किनभने सम्भव छ मेरो जीवनको सपना मेरोमा हुनु तर परमेश्वरको सपना त्यो नहुनु. And I could think of all the things that I want, all the things that I desire. अनि म सोच्न सक्छु त्यो सबै कुराहरु जो मलाई इच्छा लाग्छ या जो म चाहन्छु जो मलाई मन पर्छ. But if I miss the will of God. तर यदि मैले परमेश्वरको इच्छा मेरो जीवन जीवन को consider god's dream for the world ani tapai le sochnu hos ki parmeshwar ko sapna yo sansar ko lagi kasto cha and how the church fits into his plan ani kasari kalishya che waha ko yojna ma takrakkai mildacha jesus said i will build my church ani yeshu le bhanu bhayo ki mo chai mero kalishya la banaune chu that's what he's building ani waha le teslai nai banairanu bhayeko cha we're a part of that ani hami tesko euta bhag hau and together we build that sanctuary ani milera hami waha ko tyo टाइटल to the, this passage verse 1 among the prophets and teachers of the church at antioch of syria were barnabas i don't know where verse 1 ends 
I got verse 1 through 4 here. Let me read the whole thing. Acts 13, 1 through 4. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaen, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Go ahead, sweet. Antioch ma baika mandali ma kohi agam vaktaru rasikshak hurthe arthat Barnabas rakala bhanne simion Cyrene basi Lucius des ko chauthai ko sashak herod sangaur ke ka manen rashawol. Tini arle prabhu ko seva gadi upwas basse pachi pavitra atmale bhannu bhayo. Mero nimti Barnabas ra Saul la tis kam ko lagi chuttiyao. Jun kam ko nimti maile tini arlai bolai kuchu. तब उपवास र प्रार्थना गरेर तिनीहरुले उनीहरुमाथि आफ्नो आफ्नो हात राखेर उनीहरुलाई विदा दिए तब तिनीहरुले पवित्र आत्माद्वारा खटिएर सिलियुसियामा झरेर त्यहाँबाट साइप्रस तिर समुद्र यात्रा गरे Amen. Amen. So God's given us patterns. God's given us His Word. And so we have a picture, a little glimpse inside the church right here. And what God desires to do through His people. And one of the things that you notice in the church, there was a collection of people. They were called prophets and teachers. Certain ones that God had called and raised up in the church to speak to the church to lead and to teach. And so, you know, with that in our absence, I hope y'all came to church, you know, when we weren't here still. <laughs> and you would have had an opportunity to hear from some of the other teachers, <laughs> leaders, voices <laughs> in this church. And that's an important part of the church. There's more than one voice. And, and all of us who speak do our best to speak for Him. That's what it means to prophesy. So Sunday after Sunday, and particularly the last five Sundays, there were some, some different ones. Just like they had in this church. You know, even, even uh, Simeon was there. He was called the black man. You know, all kinds of characters. All different colors. God will use anybody. And, and God loves variety. You know, so all different types. And different nationalities even should form the church. 
That's why we have different languages happening. Okay, but this is this is God's dream. And then it goes beyond that. And you see what they were doing in verse 2. They were worshiping the Lord. They were seeking God. And in the midst of that, God spoke. And he reveals more of his heart for the world. His dream is what? To send out his people to the nations. Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. What was that special work? Verse 4, again, I don't think we read this one. It says that Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. And so the missionary work of the Apostle Paul began. Because this is God's dream. It's for us to take what we have and go to the nation. For us to take the treasure, the presence of God. And go to the world. Go to the dark places. And be a light for Jesus. And so we were, we were so excited as the team went to Orissa and we haven't heard much of the updates yet on that trip. But we were so blessed and thankful for the, the group that went because that's God's dream. We're not just going to get real comfortable here in Gangtok. Thank God for Air conditioners. Air conditioner ko lagi but we have to go where there's no AC. We have to go where there's no bati, no light, no nothing. And, and take the presence of God to the nation. This is God's dream. Am I living the dream? Or am I like in my own world somewhere? The dream is found among the people of God as we worship together we serve together we enjoy God's presence together and we fulfill the will of God together while we were in the States most everywhere we went, the Lord really put in my heart to talk about serving, the importance of serving. This is God's plan, again, for His people. It's for us to serve. We serve the needy. We serve the lost. And as you fulfill 
God's dream. That's when you're going to find your dreams being fulfilled. This is how it works. As we are busy fulfilling God's dream. And we live to fulfill his dream. I will be living the dream. And, and the dreams and desires of my heart will be fulfilled. We see this modeled in the Bible. Jesus is the perfect example. He came not to be served but to serve. In Luke 4.18 He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. And then he lists some things. He was anointed to do those things. And each one of them is just different forms of service. We're anointed to serve. To preach the gospel to the poor. That is to serve the poor. Luke 4.18. Let's look at that and then we'll be done this morning. Good news to the poor. The gospel to the poor. To proclaim that captives will be released. There's another one there. To heal the brokenhearted. Recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. These are the things that we're anointed to do. To help the needy, help the oppressed. Those who are blind. Whether it's natural or spiritual blindness. We, we serve them. And that's why we're anointed. That's why God lives in you. So here's something to think about. You know, many times when we're worshiping God together, we, we experience God's presence. And we, we could call that the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God. But just as you enjoy God's presence and anointing in worship, when you're serving Him, can you enjoy His anointing then too? Are you aware of His presence when you're out in the world? We're not just anointed to worship. We're anointed to work. We're anointed to serve. You know, people sometimes get Silly. And, and they, they could really kind of 
get spooky almost. Because of the presence of God. You know, they, they talk about feeling the anointing. Well, you should feel the anointing most when you're serving. Yeah. So I think about the ones in the nursery right now. They're anointed to be there. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is in their, the nursery right now. And even if one of them is wiping a baby's behind, that's like setting the captive free, right? You're delivering that baby of some oppression. Well, Jesus said, I'm anointed to do these things. To set people free. To serve humanity. To preach the gospel. Good news. For the poor. For the blind. For the lost. This is God's dream. God loves the world. He's in the world. In his people. In the church. And it's our responsibility to share what we've got. Amen. Amen. So others can get in the dream too. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because you can come, brother. And we're just going to have a moment here where if you need prayer this morning, we want to give you an opportunity to come and receive prayer. We had a wonderful time of worship. We've heard the word of God together. And uh, before we do anything else, I want to give all of you an opportunity to respond in your heart. To make a commitment. So let's stand together. And as we begin worshiping again, if you need prayer, you can come. But I want to encourage everyone. You, we've got to live for God. And we must build our lives His way. There's a way that seems right to a man, but it ends in death. God's way leads to life. Abundant life. And if you'll live your life how God wants you to. And according to his word. You're going to enjoy his best. So I encourage you just to consecrate yourself this morning. Renew the resolve in your heart. To live for God. To live his dream. Ask the Lord to use you to fulfill his dream. Pray that with me.
Father, use me. To fulfill your dream. Use me, dear Father. To fulfill your dream. To fulfill your dream. 